You're listening to episode four of the Social Strategy Mum podcast. Welcome to the Social Strategy Mum podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Partridge, and this is our time to talk all things social media for mums in business. Let's grow your impact and your income whilst juggling the reality of mum life. Ready to get into it? Let's go. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Social Strategy Mum podcast. Today, I am joined by the amazing Georgina Bowden from Georgina Bowden Coaching. She is a success catalyst who helps amazing women running brilliant small businesses to make more money. She teaches a powerful combination of practical mindset and doable business strategies. So they stop procrastinating and start feeling confident enough to do the things that will really make the difference. She's a mindset shifter, bravery giver, sounding board and loving ass kicker. She believes it's possible to have a profitable business, a good work-life balance and be able to keep your sanity intact. She's the former founder and director of a consultancy which set up a number of small businesses in the UK. Business development runs in her blood and empowering women is her biggest driver. She does this work because she never wants to see another woman holding herself back because of lack of confidence in her own amazing abilities. Welcome, George. Thank you. Hello. It's good to be here. What an intro. I I love your bio and I'm super excited to introduce you to my audience because you and I have been working together. We have. Over the last few weeks and we'll be working together into the future. So tell us just a little bit more about George the person. Oh, George the person. Well, obviously I'm British. So I came over from the UK in July 2017. We moved over to Brisbane with my husband and my daughter, who's just turned four, and our dog. Can't forget the dog. Um, I ran my own company in the UK, as you mentioned. But then we came over here and I got a full-time job, um, which didn't suit for a variety of reasons, which I won't go into right now decided that I needed to set up my own company again and I knew that I I just felt driven to help other people to do the same thing because I'd had quite a not good experience um, and that's where it all came out of basically and I'm loving it I definitely made the right decision I haven't looked back once that is so cool and and this is why you and I are so aligned because that underlying mission of helping mums create amazing businesses is something that we definitely share and I know that you often talk about juggling motherhood and business and life and all of those kinds of things which is something that pretty much everyone who listens to this podcast is trying to do all of the time and all of the things. So the reason I wanted to bring you on the show today is because you introduced me to a concept that I don't hear a lot of people talking about in this space. And it has literally changed my business in the space of about three weeks. So this idea is that the money is in the follow-up. And so I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that, why it's in the follow-up, how we should be doing it, why this is maybe the piece that's missing from our business where there's an opportunity to make huge impact and in income. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, as we were just talking about before, the, before we started recording, following up is, the, is like the one thing 
that you can do that will make the, the quickest difference in your business is to follow up with people. But it's also the one thing that, that we hate doing the most because um, it feels yes. and sleazy. It makes us feel really awkward. We don't want to feel like we're bothering people, right? Um, but the thing is, and uh, I, we can maybe put it in the show notes or something, you actually have to follow up with people quite a number of times before they will actually buy from you. So um, I think it's about 2% of the sales are made on the first contact, which is hardly any, but 44% of us give up at that point. So that means we're leaving so much money on the table potentially. And in fact, the number of times that, um, that we need to follow up with people to, make, to actually make a difference is at least five. So 80% of sales are made on the fifth to 12th contact, which is kind of mind boggling when you think about it. Those numbers are crazy when you put them down like that. Like that is a lot of times to feel like you're bothering people. Definitely. But if you think about it, if you give up after the first time, who is, who is the other person that's running the same business as you who is brave enough to do the follow-ups that's then scooping up all of your money that you could have had? That's mm. kind of a bit of a scary thought, really, because we put a lot of time and energy into generating leads for our business. And then, you know, our conversion rates are often not really that high. And that's normal for online business. But then if there's the opportunity to convert so many more people by just continuing to follow up with them and we're not taking that, then there absolutely is someone else making a whole lot of money off of our potential leads that we've worked really hard to generate. Totally, I agree. And one of the things that I, that I talk about with my clients is that, um, that no answer isn't necessarily a no. Um, so if we think about, I love, to, I love to ask my clients to put themselves in other people's shoes. So all of the times that they've left something in a cart on, um, on a website that they were going to buy from, all of the times that they maybe picked something off a shelf and then put it back on the shelf or, you know, all the times where maybe um, their kids started calling out for the dinner and they never got around to buying or maybe their handbag and their credit card was in another room and they were watching TV and they couldn't be bothered to buy. So there's a bunch of reasons why people won't necessarily buy. And I heard this concept of the buying zone recently, which I really love. And so basically it's a place where um, people have to have all, three things basically all working together at the same time to buy. And those things are, they have to have the money available. They have to have, they have to be in the right mindset to be buying and they have to have the time to do it. So if any one of those three things is, is off kilter, then they won't buy and they'll, they'll kind of fall out of the buying zone. And then maybe they, you know, it's their birthday and they have some money. So they come back into the buying zone again. So that's why you always need to be following up so that you can catch them when they come back into the buying zone. Mm, I love that analogy of thinking about people like that. And like, I honestly can say that I often put things into a cart and something happens and distracts me and I don't get back to it. Totally. And that's why I love this, um, this concept of staying connected with your um, potential customers and your potential leads. And there are, there are ways to do it without being awkward or without being spammy. Um, and, I, and I genuinely believe that for the, for the majority of us, our businesses are our passion. Um, we love what we do. We want to share the message strongly with people, but we also don't want to bother people. But it's okay 
to be genuinely connected with them. And I'm more than happy to share. I've got obviously a stack of, a stack of tips to share that yes. I can share with people if you want me to kind of... Yeah, well, I think, I think that would be... Yeah, I think that would be really helpful. And I guess um, I think for me right now where I am and trying to build some sort of systems into my business, I would love to know if you have any tips around how often we should be connecting with people and how to connect with people without being that sleazy, spammy, you know, person that just keeps popping up and going buy my stuff. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) My top, top, top tip. If you take nothing away from this, take this tip away is to always leave a conversation telling them that you will follow up with them Mm. and preferably leave a conversation with an action that you will send them something or do something for them. Um, This tip worked so well for me when I was in my previous company in the UK, um, which was, by the way, all about persuading people to spend more money, persuading businesses to spend more money on things that they felt that the council should already be spending money on. So Ah. it it was a tough old gig. So whenever you have a conversation with someone, always leave it by saying, oh, I've got something that I can send you or, and then send it, obviously. That's the, that's the other top tip. Don't forget to send it. Because <laughs> yes. we, we hate it when there's a gap. Humans hate it when we're expecting something and then the thing doesn't arrive. So always leave with an action and always say, I will follow up with you tomorrow or I'll follow up with you in two weeks. And you'll be able to judge from the conversation when would be a good time. And if you're not sure, then just ask them. Mm. So that's my top, top tip to always um, tell them when you're going to follow up. And then the, you've essentially got permission. The door is open for you to follow up. And it would be weird then if you didn't. Yeah. So this is really interesting because I was doing some training last week around this idea of having permission to sell. Uh, and this is something that I definitely like to get into, you know, in another episode. But this is an extension of permission to sell in that you now have permission to recontact them. And I think, I think that's really important because so often we think about follow-up as being kind of an automated thing. And what you're suggesting here is it's actually a human-to-human connection thing. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, you're building that relationship and you're giving them value and then you know, agreeing to touch base and then following through, which means that they get the idea that you're actually a person that does what they say they're going to do. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, the automated stuff is, is all well and good when they're on an email list or something and they're getting your regular emails. But as soon as they step, <coughs> excuse me, as soon as they step foot outside that automation, then I believe that it's all about the one-to-one contact and the communication and things like that especially when you're in the early stages, you know, like most of us are when we're in the first few years of our business and we probably haven't got hundreds and hundreds of leads that we have to keep an eye on. Yeah. Having that personal touch makes all the difference. Yeah. So do you have a system that you love for keeping track of that? Because once you've made that commitment, obviously to follow up, you want to make sure that you actually fulfill that commitment. So do you have any tips and tricks around how we can sort of, create the environment that we're going to successfully do that. I do. Uh, So I'm using Trello at the moment. There are a bunch of, there are a bunch of different things that you can use, whether you keep it on paper, unadvisable, Um, (laughs) even a spreadsheet is better than paper. 
Um, so spreadsheet, Trello, HubSpot, something like that, Asana, there are a bunch of different ways that you can do it. Um, so I use Trello and what I do is I have uh, create a new entry for every um, sort of warm lead that I've got. I make sure that I put a little bit of a note about the last time I contacted them, um, any other bits of information like what they're struggling with and things like that. And then I also, which is, it just takes the pressure off massively, is I assign a due date for when I'm next mm. going to follow up with them. And then it pops up in my email, follow up with Caroline. And then I can just pop to the card and see, oh, I last spoke to her two weeks ago. She said she was waiting for her tax return and then she'll be able to start coaching with me or whatever it is. Um, so I find that that is a really useful way of doing it. And it just allows you to keep everything in one place um, without kind of losing track of where you've got to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's so important that you do then follow up when you've said that you're going to follow up, obviously. Um, what sort of things, what tips and tricks have you got around how to approach those kinds of conversations with people? So um, I'm assuming that you've already had some kind of conversation with them and, and you are in a kind of a follow-up process rather than a kind of cold outreach. I really love um, conversations around, so making it a bit personal to them. So it's not just, it can never be just a copy and paste follow-up because people know, people can smell a copy paste a mile off. But if they've got a birthday or they've just had a baby or something like that, that you know about them, which is another amazing thing to be able to record in Trello or on your spreadsheet or whatever, wherever you're keeping your stuff so that you can say, or even, you know, oh, I saw on Facebook that you'd been ill the other day. How are you feeling now? Something like that. So it's a normal conversation. But then you can also, um, if, you're, if you are going to be following up about your business as well, then I love, um, I love making them feel like they have got special privileges. So you could let them know that stocks are short, maybe. Oh, I know that you were interested in such and such a hand cream just to let you know stocks are a bit short and I wanted to let you know in case you wanted to nab one of the last ones, for example, or I know that you were interested in buying such and such a dress, but we've got a sale on and you can have 10% off with this code. So it's things like that, that show that you're thinking of them, but without doing the whole copy paste thing, always kind of top and tail it with something that's personal to them. You might want to ask them if they've got any extra questions about the thing that they were interested in. Um, I just found out that someone in my group who does, um, she sells children's bedding. It is all completely sustainably manufactured through wind and solar mm. and, and the people who make it have, have got excellent, um, working conditions and things like that. I never knew that. I just thought it was organic cotton. So all that extra information is mm. the kind of stuff that would tip people over the edge. Yeah. In, you know, in the buying in the buying decision that they make. Yeah, absolutely. And I just like, I want to just step back for a second. And we talked a little bit about this idea of feeling sleazy and salesy. And so in that mindset aspect, I guess, have you got any sort of ways that you think about that follow up? So as not to get tripped up in this idea of bothering people. Yeah, sure. There's, there's a couple of things actually. So the first thing is to get into the mindset of um, selling is helping. So again, as we talked about, most of us are run these amazing businesses. We all help people solve a problem of some description or fill a gap in their lives of some description. And essentially, if we 
if we're not reaching out to them and telling them how amazing we are and how amazing our stuff is, we're not going to be able to help them. So I love to get into the mindset of selling is helping. And if you have a product that you love or a service that you product or sorry, a service that you love, why wouldn't you shout about it from the rooftops? And then the other trick that I really love, um, which helps me personally, is to, um, is to get into the mindset of knowing how good it feels when you get to send out an invoice or knowing how good it feels when you get to see that money coming into your bank account. And I think a lot of us, me included, have got blocks around money and we think it's a bit yuck and it's a bit, you know, and I'm British as well. So we like, we've, we've <laughs> basically taught that money is vulgar. You shouldn't talk about money ever. Um, so for me to kind of envisage seeing money coming into my bank account and the things that I'll be able to do with that is a great motivator. Yeah, I love that. I really do love that. It, it is something that I think a lot of people struggle with when they get into business. And if you don't become comfortable with the idea of selling and helping people, then it's so difficult to be able to expand from there on out because you just end up stuck. And follow-up is probably one of the big places where a lot of people are just stuck in a mindset of, I don't want to bother you, blah, 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 blah. And they just don't end up actually doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And a super quick example is um, that I've, I've just signed up two one-to-one clients who have been following me for about 10 months. One of them first reached out. I think we had a, we had a free um, coaching call about 10 months ago. And she's been following me for that long making sure I'm the right person for her, that I can actually help her, that I've got the stickability and all the rest of it. And in, you know, intermittently, I've been reaching out to her and saying, oh, I love that Instagram post that you did or something like that. Just you know, chatty things. Um, she's reached out to me for help with various technological bits of running a business. And I've just given that help freely. And then she came to me and said, I'm ready now. And 10, mm. months, 10 months of following up, but genuinely connecting with her not not with ever expecting an outcome you know I kind of got to the point where I was thinking I'm not sure she ever will but she has done and it just goes to show even if people aren't responding or aren't engaging with your posts they are always watching mm. that is so true it that is, is so, so true. true yeah they are always watching what you're doing and they're not just watching your interactions with them they're watching your interactions with everybody else a hundred percent, a hundred percent. In fact, I'd go so far as to say the majority of my clients have never interacted with me on Facebook. Mm, okay. That's really interesting. So keep doing, everyone keep doing what you're doing and don't forget to follow up. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Any other tips and tricks around this idea of following up? Um, I don't think so. I think, you know, the, the being genuine bit is, is really key. So, um, giving, giving the value freely, making it really easy for people to respond to you is, is super key. So make sure that you always give a call to action, but just, just give one. Don't say, or you can email me or you can call me or you can WhatsApp me or you can do this. Just say you can get me on Facebook messenger because otherwise it's too confusing for them. So just be, and be super respectful of their time as well. Obviously no one wants a spammy follow-upper. And if you think that you've kind of got to the end of your tether with somebody, 
and they just seem to have gone to ground, then I always like to send one last email, which is basically along the lines of, um, hi, whoever. I know you, we talked about X, Y, and Z a while ago, um, but I haven't heard from you since. I hate to be a follow-up pest. And I literally say that. I hate to be a follow-up pest. But if you're not interested, just please let me know because, mm. you know, I'll, I'll kind of take you off my list or whatever. And that usually scares a response out of them. Not scares a response. It usually gets a response out of them. Um, either they say, oh, I've just been really busy or it's not something I can do right now. But at least you've closed that circle. As I said before, it's, it's a part of human psychology that we need to have a closed circle on these things. So... So it's really important to, to try and get that answer for both of you, I think, that you know. And we hate saying no to people as well. So it gives them an easy out. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it is nice to close the loop because then everything feels like it's neat and tidy. And you know that they're still out there watching you. And the interaction that you've had has just been just a really genuine thing. And so they're much more likely to then down the track if they do suddenly decide that they need something to circle back around to you than to someone that was kind of wishy-washy, didn't really follow up, didn't really seem to care. They're just not going to want to come back to that person. A hundred percent. And you alluded to it just then, you've just got to keep it so professional all the time. Don't get angsty if you feel someone's wasted your time or whatever. Never, never, never get angsty because as you said, they might circle back to you in time because they remember they had a good, um, you know, a good connection with you at one point. Or they'll refer you to somebody else, which is just as good. Yeah, totally. And I guess it's all linked into that customer service experience that we give people right from the second they meet our brand and us through until how, whatever the way they choose to work with us. Every step of that is that customer experience and, and the feeling that you give people is almost more important than what you say. It's so true. That is so true. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I have to say that my experience over the last few weeks has been that the money is definitely in the follow-up. I have started to consistently follow up now uh, on a Sunday evening. It's part of my planning for the week. I can't even believe I'm saying these words. And for the people out there that are listening to this who've known me for a while, they're like, I think aliens came and took her. But anyway, um, I've been doing it consistently on Sunday night and I just uh, contact people that's one thing I've found is I just contact people via the medium that they contacted me. So some yes. of them are Facebook Messenger, some of them are email. Um, it feels like they're everywhere, so I have to kind of keep track of that. But it's been really good to just have great conversations with people and there has definitely been money in that follow-up with people who have just gotten sidetracked or you know weren't quite ready a couple of weeks ago, but now they are. So um, thank you for you know, I guess introducing me to the idea that I need to be consistently doing this in some way in my business. Um, but also for coming on today and sharing that with everyone that's listening, because I just don't know that I hear many other people talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's bonkers, isn't it? It's crazy. Like it's really, really crazy. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for that. Should, should we set our listeners a little challenge? Yes, let's. Should we? Because I love to set a bit of a challenge. So the challenge is for anyone that's listening is you must write down a list of 10 people to follow up with and do it before, what should we say, the end of the week? Yeah. The end of whatever week you listen to this podcast, you must follow up with 10 people. Yeah. 
Awesome. I also will make sure that in the show notes, you guys have all the details to be able to get in contact with George and uh, join her free Facebook group, all those kinds of amazing things. Um, I would definitely recommend her. We've had an amazing few weeks together and I'm looking forward to continuing to work with you. So thank you for your time. The money's in the follow-up people. So get out there and do it. Follow up 10 people by the end of the week and I will look forward to, you know, slide into my Instagram direct messages and send me a message and let me know that you have done that follow-up because we would love to know that you're actually putting into action the things that we are talking about on the podcast. All right. Thank you so much, George. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. You are totally welcome. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Strategy Mum podcast. For more, make sure you hit subscribe and head to socialstrategymum.com. See you next week.